Hey, to the point listeners, welcome back to part two of Mental Toughness Mastery from the Iron Cowboy, the beast, the man, 101 consecutive full distance triathlons by my man, James Lawrence. Enjoy the rest of the story. This is To The Point, a rhino experience, voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts, cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. How big is the gap on the records you've set and how close are other people to trying to one up that? Is that something that keeps you up at night or is something that kind of lingering out there that you're thinking about? It's funny. After I did the 50, I was like, okay, man, I just, just hold, hold this record for one year yeah. and be, just give me a chance to capitalize on this and, and provide for my family. Cause we've, we've lost everything in the, in, when the economy crashed, we've hit rock bottom. I mean, I've in, in the book, you'll read a story where I've, I've got a, a piece of coal in my, in my front room fireplace. Oh, and I like, wanted you to tell the story. Five kids are huddled around there trying to, trying to stay warm because our, uh, I'm not going to tell the story. You can read the book. <laughs> I know, I know it. I know it, but the, he, I actually wrote it down because it was such an impactful story. And I'll tell you this, dude, I mean, you're talking about 08 because you had a business and it, I think it was mortgage business and obviously 08 happens. And so things yeah. change, but you, I was able to connect to you when you said this story because I had a similar situation and you had to use that piece of coal. And I love what you said though, to your kids. Like you just give a little snippet of the story because you're like, Hey, let's have it. Why we're sleeping while you're sleeping around the fireplace, the piece of coal. You got to tell at least a little bit of it. <laughs> just a little bit. Well, I mean, we, you know, when my kids are little, right? So that time they were between ages six and 10 or 11. And um, yeah, six, no, six to no, three to nine. They were ages three to nine. And, you know, we do all these things as a family and it's a big adventure. And we, we just, my wife and I are super positive and we, we never lied to our kids, but we always turned everything into a fun adventure and whatnot. And, and we got to the point where I was like, I gotta, I gotta get some sleep. I can't keep putting a log on the fire. And our, it was a crazy situation with our landlord. And we got into, we got, we got into it a little bit. And, and anyways, they, they turned off our heat. They wouldn't turn it on. They were trying to get us evicted. Um, all of that led to to me assaulting my uh, landlord and, and getting, getting uh, criminally charged. But that's a whole other story. Is that in the book? It is in the book. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and so we would tell our kids, Hey, we're just going to all have a, you know, a fun sleepover in the front room tonight. And, and, and they just thought it was the most elaborate fun adventure. And, and I got to sleep because the coal would actually burn all night long and, and it would heat that one room in our, in our tiny house. And so, yeah, we've, you know, we've, we've hit rock bottom, um, before, and that's why we're so grateful for everything we have and what we've been able to create. James, I wanted to ask you, as you're going through the suffering, did you find peace in the suffering? And because I, I asked this question because on a, on a very small level as a cyclist myself, uh, last year I did a base camp Everest and I, I wanted to do a full Everest, um, as a goal for me this year, but during the base camp, like, 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 
like cycling everesting or cycling everesting. yeah yeah so that's for the, for the people who don't know that's going up and down the same hill until you reach the height of mount everest and a base camp is half the height 29029 yeah exactly so i was uh, i did i did that last year yeah so i was into the for base lunch. camp the base camp everest and and you get into a certain space where the suffering is and of course it doesn't compare to anything at all close to what you've done but like did you find peace at a certain point and just embracing the suffering that, that you experienced. Yeah, I, I think that's a beautiful thing about, you know, because people are always like, how do I become more mentally tough? And my answer is only through action and experience. That's the only way. You can't read about being mentally tough. You can't watch a documentary about being mentally tough. You actually have to go have an experience and then go, oh, the next step isn't going to kill me. And that's when you gain that confidence and knowledge of, okay, this is what pain feels like. And then you, then you just through experience, you get to know how much pain you can manage and you get to a point where it's like, okay, this is, this is the threshold of what pain is. And you just learn how to manage that level of pain. And you get to a point where you almost realize, okay, it's not going to get worse than this. And I can, I can manage this. Um, with my, with, (laughs) with my shin, I've just gotten really good at managing pain that it would get to the point where I was taking the, the pressure would build and build and build. And I would actually pass out and then they would, I would come back too. And then we'd do a little countdown three, two, one, here we go. And we'd start moving again until that pressure would build and build and build. And I'd pass out and that would repeat until I eventually made it to the finish line. And I'd be like, okay, I can go, I can go lay down now and, and just mentally recover more than anything to be able to manage that level of pain for the next day. Was that on the 100 when that was happening? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And all of this is going to come out in the documentary, right? <laughs> that's crazy well i gotta ask um just because we have um you you i mean i didn't mention this in the beginning and i should have that you've also i should have had businessman to the title because you are essentially running a business too um but i want to talk about um goals if i can shift gears for a second like goals and um and and visions because this has come up like i'm in the time of year now where i'm planning for next year um you know and our company is is growing and i'm you know doing a reorg um to adjust to what I believe the company is going to be by the end of 2023. Mm -hmm. So, but do you think that people can goals or visions can be too big? Yes, absolutely. I'll say this. You can't go from zero to a hundred. That can't be your goal. You can't go from off your couch to a hundred consecutive environments. There are, rites of passage that you have to do physically and mentally in order to achieve that goal. And my journey started with sprint triathlon and I learned and progressed. I couldn't even conceptualize or put the idea on the table to do 150 because my experience level wasn't there. Now I always put on the table, the biggest goal my mind could think of. And then once, once you achieve that goal, all of a sudden more becomes possible. Like when I did the 30 full Ironmans through 11 countries, like that was, that was the pinnacle. That's as big as my brain could think of based on the experiences that I've had in life. And had I come out of the gate without doing all of the intermediate steps and said, I'm going to go from zero to hundred. And let's say someone right now is watching this and be like, I am super motivated and pumped. I'm going to go to hundred Ironmans. Guarantee that person is going to fail because they haven't earned the right to have the experience and knowledge to be successful at that big of a goal. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I thought, that's what I was trying to wonder is, is um, 
it's hard. To, I think if you could, if you set your goal too big, I don't know how you can realistically build a plan to it if it's if you haven't had the experience enough to understand how it gets. I think that what I'm, what I'm getting at with it is when I was starting my company, it was hard for me to see what a million-dollar business looked like because I'd never been a million-dollar business. Um, and then once I got to a million-dollar business, I thought, okay, I learned a few things. I understood how I got here. Now I understand. Now I see how I can become a $3 million business if I change these things to yep. a $5 million, to a $10 million. Like So I started to understand the patterns as I had experience to draw from. So, But even now, for me to say, man, what does it look like to be a $200 million company it's hard for me to see that right now. So if I was to say, okay, okay, but you can say that and have that goal. But now what you have to do, because like, yes, your goal, you, you can obviously think it in your mind because you just said it. Right. Now what you need to do is take a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollars and put that on the shelf and be like that. That's the pinnacle. That's where we're going to get. And then now you have to reverse engineer it to where it's a goal that fits within your experience and knowledge and then slowly start taking those down. And by the time you start going down that journey, you're going to hit the appropriate uh, checkpoints, landmarks, experience, uh, open doors, connections that will allow you to have the experience and knowledge to achieve that goal. If you were to not reverse engineer it, try to sprint to 100 million, you would fail, you'd frustrate yourself, you would start typecasting yourself as a failure, you will never get back up again. And so you have to give yourself a clear path to success, but have that giant monster goal that you're chasing. Now you have to put in intermediate goals in between that. You can't go from zero to hundred. Got it. Hey man, did you ever, did you ever consider quitting? Like, did that ever like realistically, like, like you were considering quitting? No, it's so crazy. Um, just because our team doesn't have that mindset. We just, we just figure it out. And what, when we start something, it's like, we are absolutely all in as a team and it's not a matter of, of when, or it, it's, it's how, how are we going to navigate the issue that's in front of us? And I am such a believer in a way is going to present itself. If I just keep showing up and working hard and I had no idea how we were going to solve the shin problem. I was obviously willing to continue to show up until it broke. And I just put out the energy that this was either going to fix itself or someone was going to cross my paths that was going to have the solution for my problem. But I didn't just sit back there and kumbaya and put out the energy. I went out and actually continued to take action and do something in search for the solution. And just connecting and networking, the way that it happened is one of the cyclists is an orthopedic surgeon who specialized in ankles and shins who referred his clients to this shin brace guy who just happened to be living on the trail that we ran on. And because I was networking on the bike ride with the cyclist he was like hey i know this guy have you ever considered a shin brace and i'm like that's how that whole thing happened but had i decided to like hey i just need to like sit at my home and not talk to anybody until i can figure out a solution to this problem i would have failed and i would have never found the solution but i continued to network and and talk to people and see and try to problem solve and this that and the other and it it always works out. And that's my core belief system. That's what I'm vibrating. That's what my energy is putting out. And so a solution will always present itself. As a human being, you get to choose whether you attract problems and negativity, or if you attract positivity and solutions. I am a positivity solution seeker. 
which means that's what I attract. It doesn't mean every path is going to be easy, riddled with uh, gold and candy, right. but it just means that things are going to keep moving if you decide to keep showing up and continue to solve problems. Dude, that's good. So you can't just sit back and expect things to come to you? That's, that's not how that works. <laughs> There is a generation out there that does think that. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't work that well. It just doesn't. I'm not a big believer in that same thing. I'm just like, you know, you keep moving forward. You keep trying. Be positive, you know, and things are going to fall. Like if it's, you know, meant to work itself out, it's going to work itself out. And typically the it, it does. And I'm kind of the same. And whether that's good or, or bad, I believe it's good. Um, I want to I make sure I ask one question, too, because you had mentioned, I think it was 08 was probably one of the more difficult times in your just in your journey um and you had said that that uh rock bottom um was is the best place you could ever be i was gonna say i want to congratulate you if you're at rock bottom right now so Mm -hmm. so and like it 100 percent you know people will listen to this podcast sitting at rock bottom trying to figure out how to become something better than where they're at right now so i commend you if you're listening right now and that's the position that you're in but James, I want you to share your, your thoughts on that piece of it. I heard you say it. Yeah, I mean, I just spoke to a, a, a youth group yesterday, and I said, I would assume a lot of you are dealing with struggles or anxiety or adversity or whatever it is right now. And I said, congratulations. Congratulations on being that, in that position because as humans, that's how we learn, adapt, and evolve. And if everything was so easy and the road was laid out for us, we wouldn't learn the lessons that we need to learn. And so I look back and even though it was a terrible time in my life, I am so freaking grateful that it happened because I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have been put on the path that I am today. That was a massive pivot point in my life. I am so grateful the economy tanked and crashed. I'm so grateful and trust me, don't somebody out there take this the wrong way. I get that lives were lost in this pandemic and it's totally tragic. But for me, it was a totally life, the pandemic and the quarantine was a life-changing event for me in my life for the positive in my life. That's my personal experience. It allowed me and gave me the opportunity after my calendar was wiped clean to tackle something like the 100. The 50 changed my life. The 100 will change my life. The Losing everything in the economy changed my life. All of these events in our lives that we perceive as disastrous are blessings because we have no idea what's coming down the road. We have no idea what blessings and amazing things are coming because of a horrific tragedy. And there's always, always good that's coming. Totally. So good. Totally. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. My double bypass, the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Uh, Less than a year ago. I, I would see there would be a billboard on the freeway that says, said no one ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. true. True. But it, it, I made it the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm so, exactly. I'm so, because, so because as, yeah, because. 
Yeah, because as humans, we get to choose how we react and interact with the circumstances and situations that happen in our lives. And as soon as you, the individual, learn and understand that you get to choose how you interact with the situations that are happening around you, the faster you're going to get ahead in life. Love it. Dude, I got it. I'm going to share this with you. Don't laugh in my face when I tell you this. Okay. Uh, you're already laughing. I said, don't laugh in my face. And like, uh, so the only experience I have in, um, in like, I've never done a triathlon. I've never run a half marathon. I guess I did, but uh, I was on accident. Um, but I took, Ounce. I took, uh, here's what I mean by that. I took my leadership team to Jesse, you know, Jesse Itzler. So, yeah, so I took it to Itz's um, BYLR camp. And like, God, what was that, two years ago, Paul, three years ago, something yeah, like that? 2019. Took up my leadership team to this camp. And I knew part of it was going to be physical, but I love all the mental stuff of it. I love all the, like, the relationship-building piece of, of being in business. I just wanted to take away something from it. There was a guy that was like a mem- like a world champion memorization guy, Nelson, that was there. Um, so, but part of the deal was also you got to – this event, you basically had four hours to run through these North Georgia hills and and finish. You know, I thought it was you're like you're gonna have to run a certain distance, and then you're done. But you had four hours to do it. However, it was you had to run for four hours and see how many laps you could complete in the four hour time frame. Uh, I did zero prep for that. I thought, oh, I can go and run this like whatever the course is going to be. It wasn't real, like the course was short. What was it, Paul? It was like two, a little over. Yeah, just under two miles. But then you had, I mean, it was very hilly and you had burpees and squats and dips and bear crawls on sand under, there was a lot to it, sandbags. sandbags. So I went into it thinking like, well, I can do that. That's not that, like, that's not that, you know, I I don't need four hours to accomplish all these things, regardless what hills there are. Uh, it was a four hour, how many laps could you do in four hours? So here's what I learned. I went into this thing thinking, you know, Paul, Paul, like a, a gazelle's like flying through this thing. And he, I don't know how many you ran. I ended up at like just over 13 miles is what I got to in four hours of doing all that. But I went into it thinking like, okay, I got this. And it was like, I was counting down laps. By the time I was done, I was counting steps just to get to the end of four hours. I'm like, one, two. Three, four, <laughs> two. I'm counting step by step, and that's the only way I could get through it. That stuff was so hard, and I just did a little fraction of what you've done. So I got to know, dude, you love to golf. You like to do, I mean, why the hard stuff, man? Like, why did you pick the hard stuff? I know, I think I got I to gotta understand of the things that you loved, why you picked the hard stuff, or did the hard stuff pick you? I think, I think the hard stuff picked me and I realized I just have, have a gift for it. Um, and I, and I, I just love impacting. I mean, there's, there's many facets to it, right? Like it's cool to be the man. It's cool to say you're one of one. It's cool to have people looking at like, that's, that's human nature to like, man, that's cool. I'm the only person in the world that's ever been able to do it. Um, but I think I like doing hard things because it gives those other people hope. I, I just, we just, our, our goal, my wife and I were on different paths, but our goal is the same. We want to help impact people. And she's, she's going down this, this path of, of empowering women. And dude, she, I'm telling you, she'd be a great guest on this show. I'll, I'll, I'll make the introduction for you, but she, she's, she's dynamic. She's powerful. And she has a very unique perspective on, on the journey that we've been on. Just the fact that she supports you alongside, like I know, I, 
I know what it's like when I go for a 30 minute jog, like how much pressure that puts on my wife to like run the household, take care of everything. So I get it, man. That's uh, she's got to be a, a remarkable woman. Yeah, she is. make the connection for sure. So I, I, I want to get to this piece, last piece of it too. I know we're kind of a little bit over and I thank you for being gracious with your time, James. Um, but I also have a really difficult time um, on my journey because that's a fast paced journey for me and I'm constantly trying to grow and constantly trying to think of new things. And honestly, my job is fun. You know, that's why I don't mind ha- talking about it all the time. Um, yeah. But I actually find it extremely difficult to slow down and reflect um, on what I've, on what I've accomplished and take time to enjoy what I've accomplished. Um, in your journey, I mean, how important is that to you to make sure you slow down and reflect? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's an amazing thing that happens by accident and I'm forced to do it because of what I do is so extreme and such a, a, a another level that in order to recover from it, like I have to shut it down and I have to sit and reflect. And I think it's that one of the most important things that people don't do is to sit and reflect because you're not actually internalizing the lessons that you learned from your pain and suffering. So now, now it begs the question, what was the point? Right. So that's good. So I, I think that's actually a really common issue for high achievers. Um, and it might be, I mean, for me, it's just, I just wonder if like, I literally have to put it in my calendar to not think about something, to like just take 30 minutes to just not think about something. And I started trying to do meditation in the mornings. Um, and I was having to start at like three minutes and that sounds pretty pathetic, but I was, no, dude, I, I'm this, I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, five minutes. You can do it. Turn <laughs> your brain off, just sit and breathe. And I'm like, F this, yeah. where's my bike? Oh shit. Like, so hard. It's hard. Three minutes. It's hard. Get into five minutes, you know, I felt like I just, you know, I've just, I was, I was a champion. I'm like, I'm eight to five minutes. But, <laughs> but when I do it, I do feel better, man. Like, I don't know how to explain weird. it. Cause it sounds yeah. like initially I was like, this sounds weird, but it actually totally works. So yeah, I got to know. And typically what I'll ask, you know, to kind of close this thing out that, or me or Tal Pablo ask is that, you know, what do you want your, your legacy to be? Um, I'm not going to ask that question because I feel like you've got like a really good legacy in place, man. That's going to have a long last, a long life cycle to it. So I'm going to ask actually a different question and that's what's next for James Lawrence. What's next for the iron cowboy? Yeah. um, I, I think in far as in terms of like physical feats and mental toughness and whatnot, I, I've played my man card. Like there it is. If if you don't like it, suck it. Like I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything I'm gonna do that's gonna impress you at this point. Right. If I haven't, go check out Goggins. He does crazy shit. Like whatever. Right. I'm not Goggins your. I'm, I'm not your guy. Like go check him out. Like yeah. whatever. Um, I think what's next for me is is just really. I'm in that phase of my life where my kids are 12 to 19. They're moving out of the house. What's next for me is like really being engaged with my family, making sure I'm putting that final stamp on getting them out into the world. Um, we're evolving our mindset coaching program. We're continually coaching athletes. Um, for me, it's just like really enjoying my family, getting on stages, sharing the story, giving people hope, um, getting back into like single day racing shape where I'm competing against my age at a high level. Um, just, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm 45. I've, I think I've cemented myself in sports history as far as what I've done. Um, I am, I didn't answer your, your question earlier, um, Paul. I am 
initially I was worried about someone was going to come and break the world record and do this and that. And then a couple of people tried to do the 50 and failed miserably. And then, and then I did the hundred and I'm like, I've done a hundred. Nobody's going to do 50. And I dare anybody to try to do a hundred. And if you do, I will be on the front lines cheering because I am the only yes. person in the world that knows exactly what type of perfect storm that takes in order to do it. And the years of preparation that it would take for someone to do it. I am pretty confident in saying that I will go through my entire lifetime and still hold that record. Dude, you're the only you. person on the planet earth and probably the other planet. I was, I was speaking to the, the uh, university ball, uh, soccer team yesterday. And I said to him, I said, you should live your life in a way that you become one of one, one of 7 billion people in the world. You should continually showing up and your legacy should be your one of one in a category. That's something really cool to be able to say you achieved your one of one. That's like, that's amazing when you start to think about how many people in the world and you've been able to do something that nobody else has done. Dude, it's cool. And you've done it. And you've done it, bro. <laughs> I, I have Googled. Uh, I'm trying to find out who the tallest person to have completed an Ironman is because I think I can I can get close there. Are you, are you taller than? Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> How tall are you? Six, eight. Okay, so a good close of mine is six, seven. And he's a friggin' machine. He's been to the world championships a ton. Uh, guarantee there's someone taller than six eight. That's not yeah, I bet. <laughs> hey, it's okay. All uh, right, back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, you, you need something else to drive you. <laughs> hey man, you have a uh, don't you have your own uh, event that's coming up or that you're gonna hold? Yeah, so June uh, July 9th of 2022, we've got a really tough extreme full distance triathlon here in Utah. It's actually the only U.S. qualifier for the World Championships in the X Tri Series called the Norseman in Norway. And so our race is called Starvation. It's a oh. 2.4 mile swim, a hundred mile bike ride, and then a full marathon run on the trails on the ski resort at Solitude in the Rocky Mountains here in Utah. Oh my goodness. And the guys, the, the weather in Utah, January on a bike. No, no, July, July. Oh, July. That? Oh my goodness. July, July night. Oh. It's, it's, but that, 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 okay. Your sentence still is appropriate here because July hits a hundred here yeah. and you're up here in, in the, in the mountains, you're at elevation. Um, this will anybody out there listening right now, if you want to challenge yourself physically and mentally, I dare you to sign up for my race. If you sign up for my race, you have your hand up. Paul, I have my hand in? up. Paul, you in? Paul, are you in? Are you making I need an to learn air commitment? I need to learn how to swim. That's next step. <laughs> But yes, I mean, I've done, I've done the marathons. I've done the centuries. I just got to put it all together. Okay. Get, get your group of homies, whatever it is. I'll see you on June 9th in Utah. Oh my gosh. Dude, did I just commit to that? You committed to it. I heard yeah, it. I heard it. I heard it. James, Everybody here heard it. James Good. You guys will be my sponsors. Raise your hand. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the Antonelli's got you. Yeah, that, I'm assuming you put the, the link in the notes, but the, uh, the, the website is starvationxtry.com. <laughs> Dude, you came up I should have asked more questions. <laughs> Starvation. I, I was wanting to do like, you know, I don't know, the red, white, and blue Independence Day tribe. But run. <laughs> Starvation. <laughs> this is no turkey trot. Our, our, our race has 17,000 feet of climbing. Oh, my goodness. It's called Starvation. Are you swimming uphill? 
Nope, the swim is completely flat. Oh, <laughs> layup. But, layup. But, but it is a complete dark swim. We start before sunrise and the buoys are lit up. It's okay. in a beautiful reservoir though, so it's safe, no sharks. But it is going to be completely in the dark. Okay. No sharks. So it's and you're six eight, so it should be easier for you. Yeah, you get there. Yeah, you can probably stand up anywhere in the water. <laughs> That's right. I just walk. I guarantee you this: you will be our tallest finisher if you finish. Okay. Oh, there you go. Way oh. to dangle the carrot, James. <laughs> now it's done. And dude, this, That's all, a lot of this elevation. all started with the four mile fun run. Hunter, Hunter and his boys said they're going to come try it too. That's what I heard. Yeah, he. They told. I believe it. They'll do it. I'll be there to watch. If Paul, if you go, yeah, I'll come. Well, here's, here's what here's what's really unique about a race is each participant has to have a support person because it's an unsupported race. So you have to have someone, someone like a Chris that's in a car that's leapfrogging you that has all your nutrition and everything. And then it is advisable at a certain point in the run to have a support runner get up on the mountain with you on the back half. So what makes sense? few issues there, Paul. I might not be your guy. I'm more of like a rah-rah cheer guy. I don't want to make sure I mess up your uh, nutrition. <laughs> you could be in the car following. I could be in the car following. Why is it called starvation? Uh, the, it's called it, because it takes place at Starvation Reservoir. Okay, got it. And then got the it. logo is a, is a logo of a wolf, and it's because you climb up over Wolf Creek Pass. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then it finishes up a 3,500-foot, 10-mile climb called Guardsman. On foot. Nope, that's the that's the end of the bike ride. End of the bike. Okay. So you climb up Guardsman, you finish at the ski resort Solitude up by Park City, and then you run a full marathon on the mountain. Oh my goodness. Well, I heard him say he's in. So enough said. Super pumped, Paul. Done. Thank you. Thank you. Hey James, listen, I appreciate your time, man. We've taken up a little bit extra and I and I, I'm grateful for that too. But thanks for uh, you know, thanks for thanks for all of it. Um I'm always a, a big champion of anybody who can uh, change a human being's life that's not even your own, um, and you are certainly doing that uh, many, many times over. And um, you, people like you are great for humanity. Um, and, and listen, as crazy as it sounds to me, it's crazy cool, too, that you did it and, and that we get to talk to you about it. And, and I love it when something like this happens where, you know, I told you before, you know, before the show, I didn't know who James Lawrence was. Um, and I went and saw you speak, and I was like, I have no interest in doing any of the physical things that you've done, but I had every interest in the mental toughness and mental awareness and that whole personal accountability and overcoming adversity that was a part of that journey, and that I can get behind. And that, anybody listening, it has a part of that in your journey, regardless if it's physical or not. It's up. What's what's in the uh, in between the ears, man? That's got to get you through it. So, dude, I appreciate you so much. I love the story. I'm glad I was able to to uh, connect with you on here, and you were able to get you. Lucy was able to get you booked on the show. She's awesome. Um, and dude, now you got to connect me with Sunny. Now we got to see what what's going down with Sunny. You can tell her what what how she had to whip you into shape to make sure she kept <laughs> you going. <laughs> Deal. I'll uh, I'll send. Uh, I'll have Lucy connect the two of you. And uh, again, thank you, Chris, Paul, and Dan for just having me on the show. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. Hey, listeners. I mean, that's extreme as it gets. One of one. One of one. That is exceptional. And again, listen, whether you are wanting to go in, in uh, you've ever run like even a 5K, like I've done a 5K. Don't stop stop laughing, James. I've done a 5K a few times just because my wife was running the half marathon. I went for like I was doing nothing, so I did something. But whether you're doing running, you're doing anything, like if it's just weightlifting, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You're running your business. Make sure, you know, something I heard you say 
James, was that from the 50 to the 100, the reason it got a little bit, well, you had processes in place. You were able to put a process in place to be able to get through it. You had a strategy in place to get through these things. You had a team of people helping you get through these things. Guys, this is just like business. Like the same type of stuff. You got to have these processes in place. You learn from past experience, and then you can, you know, make yourself, you can move your business forward or yourself forward from that past experience. But do something. Put something in place and do it. Give it a try. I challenge you. I challenge you, if you're listening right now, to come up with something that you think you would never do, like anything, even if it's as simple as a 5K. Come up with something that you would never do and fucking do it. Do it. And then send me a message and let me know what it is. I'm going to call it out on the air. I don't care if there's 50 of you, 100 of you. I'm going to call it out on the air. I might just have one episode where I call out all the stuff that people thought they would never do that they did. That's what we're going to do. And Tall Paul's is going to be running is if his new his triathlon starvation <laughs> there are a lot of thoughts going through my head right now but i will be there I'll be, I'll be there to yep. watch it so like i know it's not 100 but well, i will i will be there at the finish line with your um coin medallion for anyone that finishes there you go awesome. oh yeah we'll put what's the a cutoff time is there a cutoff time there's definitely cut off. Time. That's not a good, that's not a good question. That's not a good indicator of my mental state right now. What's the maximum amount of time before everyone else goes home is what I just asked. Uh-oh. Love it. There isn't one. Um, there is one. You get to figure it out. It's on, it's on the website. Hey dude, I'm gonna, yeah. I want to say something real quick too. Just kind of end this. I'm gonna, and I'm going to end with the review that we typically will do that people leave us uh, for the podcast, but I want to commend you on um, your affiliation with, uh, or your giving back to operation uh, underground railroad. Um, yeah. Same. Loved it. Saw a documentary, got involved with it. Pretty cool stuff, man. I think I saw it on, on the site. I don't know if you're, if you guys were doing stuff with them or you're still doing stuff with them, but man, that one hit home for me too. So I love to get involved with that. So kudos to you guys for, um, Thank you. Anything you put into that, but I want to go ahead and end it with a, uh, a review as as always. Actually, Paul, you want to take us out in the review? Do you have your sheet, or you want me to go ahead and do it? I do. No, I have it. All right, let me scroll here. All right, Tall Paul and Yano. I got the uh, man. I got the first you title slot first. there. That's, right. That's great. Five stars. Nate, go. Oh, I know Nate. Man, these guys bring the emoji fire. Three emoji fires every week. Keep grinding, friends. You are all helping so many people. Thank you, Nate. I'm going to come up to Pilot Mountain and uh, see you guys. So appreciate the appreciate the comment. There you go, man. Hey, this is just the platform we've been uh, given to give back to you guys, like bringing guys like James on, who's used his platform to give back. So I love how I love how a plan comes together. So my man, Iron Cowboy, James Lawrence, appreciate you so much. Tall Paul, thank you. And Danny Antonelli, our guest co-host, appreciate you guys having on. Listeners, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much. Again, keep leaving those reviews. And anything that you send to us, um, you leave a review about this episode with James, uh, we'd be happy to take it. Send it over to Lucy so he can actually see it. Because if we try to send it to him, he'll never see it. We're going to send it to Lucy, and she'll make sure she gets it to you, James. Perfect. Thank you, guys. All right, y'all. <laughs> until next time, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. If you don't know how to do it, Here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and hit write a review. 
and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you in your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you. Hey, To The Point listeners, I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and has a Happy New Year. 2022 is on the horizon. The To The Point Podcast will be returning with all new episodes beginning Tuesday, January 11th. There is going to be some bangers. You don't want to miss it. So until next time, we'll see you.